Hi everyone, this is Michelle Gale. I'm so grateful you're here. And before we get started, I just wanted to share with you that I'll be launching my first ever free online conference called Mindful Parenting in a Messy World from September 18th to the 20th. We're going to have 15 speaker interviews, some of which include Rick Hansen, Susan Kaiser Greenland, Dr. Shafali Sabari. You can register at conference.michellegale forward slash podcast. Make sure to register here because I'll be sending my podcast listeners a free bonus webinar titled Big Emotions and What to Do with Them. You can also find that link in the podcast notes. And I'm also offering a four-week online course in October called Mindful Parenting, the Foundations of Practice. It'll be a weekly course focused on mindfulness of the breath, body, emotions, and thoughts. We'll have a private Facebook group and weekly practices, and it'll be recorded each time so you can watch whenever it works for you. I'd love to have you join me. You can go to my website, beamindfulparent.com for more information or just sign up to my weekly email list and you'll stay up to date on all the ways we can grow together as a community and you will also receive my weekly musings. (laughs) Enjoy the podcast. Thanks for being here. Welcome back to the podcast, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. I'm your host, Michelle Gale, and I am here today with Sarah Moskoff. She is the CEO and co-founder of Winnie. She has a background in consumer technology and product management, and prior to founding Winnie, she was the director of product at Postmates, and prior to that, held product leadership roles at Twitter, where we met each other, YouTube, and Google. She graduated with a computer science and engineering degree from MIT. She lives with her two daughters and her husband, Eric, in San Francisco. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm really happy to have you. And I'm really happy to share Winnie with all of our listeners, which is such a wonderful resource for parents, mothers and fathers alike. So I'd love for you to start a little bit by sharing what's Winnie all about. Yeah, so Winnie is a platform for modern parents. It's available on iPhone, Android, and the web. Um, And it's essentially uh, a few things. It's a crowdsourced directory of family-friendly businesses. So everything from daycares and preschools to activities, things to do on the weekend. Um, It's also real-time answers to any parenting question that you might have from this authentic, supportive community. And it's, you know, powerful search tools and a personalized experience that enables you to get the parenting information you need throughout every age and stage of your journey. Wow. And what, I mean, what are the, what are the hot topics on Winnie these days? Oh, there's so many hot topics. Um, (laughs) A lot of people are using Winnie to look for things to do with their families. So, Mm -hmm. you know, family-friendly places to go, restaurants that have kids' menus and changing tables in the restroom. Mm. Um, But then people are also using it to ask questions about like potty training or breastfeeding or really any topic that parents talk about. There's probably a question about it on Winnie. Wow. Do you feel like uh, as far as age range, is it just all ages that are on there as far as how old their children are? So right now, our audience skews towards parents of kids like five and under, Mm -hmm. Um, but we're seeing that change over time. And our goal is to be a resource that you can use, you know, throughout the 18 plus years of having kids in the house, we think we can be useful, whether you're looking for a preschool or a summer camp. Yeah. And that, I mean, I know, you know, when my kids were young, they're 15 and 11 now, but 
um, you just had to scatter all over to find information. There really wasn't a central place at all. Yeah, this was sort of the insight that I had when I became a mom a little over three years ago and, and my co-founder had, she has two kids, um, that, you know, it's just really hard to get information, especially local information. It's kind of like locked up in the minds of other parents or something you kind of figure out as you go, but there's not a good online resource for this. No, no, there's not. And it's so nice that you guys are building it. And it's, I know there's a you know a lot of parents in the San Francisco Bay area where we both live, but but there, it's all over the country, communities of, of Winnie folks are popping up, right? Yeah. So because we're a crowdsourced product, uh, people can use this everywhere and it sort of gets better as more people use it and tell us information about the places they go with their kids and ask and answer questions. Um, we now have users in over 10,000 U.S. cities. So we're really in a very long tail of cities across the country. Wow. Um, and in fact, like we see that, you know, in some cities we gain traction pretty quickly because there's really nothing else. Like there's not even a local blog or mother's group or really any other resources. That's really cool. So all of a sudden there's kind of a smaller town and somebody figures out when he's there and they tell all their friends and they tell all their friends and before you know it, the whole community is there. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully they tell their <laughs> friends that they like it. Um, we also, you know, grow through our content. So, uh, you know, all of our places also are on the web. So when people are searching for, you know, a family-friendly restaurant or their local library story time, they might land on a Winnie page um, through Google and discover us that way. So that's a, a nice way we grow um, sort of through the information that we have on Winnie. Mm. And... Um, you know, you have a, a three-month-old baby right now, right? Or I have a, an eight-week-old um, and, a, and a three-year-old, yeah. And a three-year-old. And you're the CEO and co-founder of this company. How, how are you doing that? How's that going? It's going. <laughs> it just keeps going. <laughs> Very exhausting. Um, I, was, I was doing a lot better before I added a new child to my plate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. But, um, no, I'm actually doing pretty well. And I think it gets easier with every kid. So um, I'm excited for how easy the third and fourth child will be. Uh, wow. There's definitely a learning curve. Um, I also, you know, I'm a big uh, proponent of new parents starting companies because I think it's actually a great job to have when you're trying to balance your family and work um, because you can set up the culture the way you want to in a way that works for you. Mm, Women-led organizations. That sounds like a good um, direction. Yes, yes. <laughs> it sounds like a good direction. And um, how have you been, like, what do you do for self-care? I'm kind of thinking through the lens of mindfulness a bit, you know, and, and taking care of ourselves is such a big part of mindfulness, being able to be aware of you know, when we're stretched too thin, when we need to take a pause, like how do you manage that as a new mom and a CEO, um, kind of knowing when, when and how to take care of yourself? Yeah. So my co-founder and I, when we set up Winnie, um, we decided to start this company. We really wanted to start a different kind of startup. And we decided from the beginning that we wanted to build a really family friendly culture. So we wanted it to be a company where 
you know, people weren't expected to work late nights and weekends and all hours. Um, we wanted it to be a culture where people would have flexibility. We would have flexibility. Um, and I think we've really stuck to that. And so we're, we're pretty careful about prioritizing things so that we're not, you know, working late into the night or, and we're not working on the weekend. So we have that time to spend with our family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, that's a really important part of self-care is just making sure you have the time um, to be online and be really focused on your work and, and plenty of time to be offline and be with your, your kids. Yeah. And I, what do you say to people like, you know, I, I grew up in the startup world most of my career, and I know you've worked at many fast growing um, high tech startups who will say, you know, people in our world will say, you know, you have to do it this way. You know, you have to be working 70, 80 hour weeks to be successful. Have you, have you had that kind of pushback from investors or from uh, other founders that are maybe not women or maybe they are women? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely this philosophy that when you're starting a company, you have to work every waking hour and then some, um, and we actually think it's to our advantage that we don't because we're really forced to prioritize and work on what's most important. Mm. Um, you know, one of the biggest reasons why startups fail and companies fail is they don't prioritize uh, and they try to do everything and, and they don't really understand what's important for them to focus on. And we're, we're forced to answer that question every single day. Like every single day, I know I have to be home by a certain time. Um, and so I, I'm constantly thinking about what is the most important way for me to spend my time today. Um, and I think that's like a strategic advantage for us that we, that we know the answer to that. Wow. You know, it makes me think of um, when I came back to work after having my first son, um, I had been a recruiter before and I came back as a recruiter originally. And, um, I just got so much more done in such less time (laughs) than I did before kind of pointing to what you were just pointing to. I mean, there's something you know, kind of fierce. There's this like warriorship of, of mothers and fathers who want to get home to their family. They're just not going to waste any time. Yeah. I think I, I am so much more efficient. It's amazing. Cause I thought I was efficient before, but I didn't even understand what efficiency was. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, like I don't, you know, sit around taking long lunches and getting coffee with a million different people. I focus on my work and what I have to get done. And I'm, I'm really, you know, thoughtful about what meetings I take and what I spend my time on. Yeah. And I know you have a um, pretty progressive relationship and conversation around this with your husband. And you wrote an article recently, which I loved. Remind me the name of the article. Oh, that's a great question. Um, it was on Refinery29. It was an op-ed for them. Um, Oh, women won't achieve equality in the professional world until dads achieve equality as parents. I loved that. I mean, I loved that. That's such an important conversation. What was, what was the inspiration behind writing that article? Yeah, the inspiration was uh, a few months ago, uh, we, you know, my husband and I both have full-time jobs mm-hmm. um, and we decided that he was going to sort of step back from that for a period of time um, and be a full-time caregiver to my daughter. Um, now we have two. Uh, mm-hmm. And it was really amazing because what started is like, you know, I thought 
was a, a childcare solution actually made me realize there was so much beyond just the day-to-day childcare that I was taking care of um, from, you know, scheduling activities to making sure the fridge was stocked with our groceries and figuring out dinner um, and having my husband take on all of that in addition to caring for our kids um, just gave me a lot more space and time to do work, to have time for myself um, yeah. so that I wasn't just constantly going between my job at work and then my job at home. Like I, I had some, some time for myself in between. Um, and uh, yeah, it was just really amazing to me how much additional work I was taking on uh, that I didn't even realize yeah. Yeah. And I think that can be so hard to do because you know, my husband and I now both work from home. Um, and, and it's definitely gotten a lot better between us. Like he, he takes on a lot more, but I still, and he would agree, you know, I hold kind of the cognitive load, more of the cognitive load of the family. Um, and it's really hard to shift. So I think it's so awesome that you had that opportunity you know, sometimes just when that, you know, the role is just completely given, then you have to do everything, right? Everything that that role includes. But somehow I feel like as mothers, we tend to hold that. And, and I even think, um, you know, not, I don't think it's the dad's fault. I also think, I don't think it's anybody's fault. I think it's just, you know, we're in this massive transition of roles, right? Of men and women and parenting and the whole thing and work, you know, in our country. Um, but traditionally women did all these things, right? I mean, this is what women did. And, and I think it's just been a hard transition. And I also think like, sometimes I really want him to do more, but then I also want him to do it my way. (laughs) You know, like, it's also like, I kind of feel like I don't give up control. That's true. One of the things we found at Winnie though, is, you know, women and moms, because they were, historically responsible for this stuff, just have access to a lot more of the information. Mm. And that's one of the things we're trying to change. And so like, it used to be the case that the way you found a preschool or daycare was talking to other parents and networking with other moms and private mothers groups. And all this information was sort of locked up. Um, And so even when you had a dad who wanted to take on that role, they just didn't have access to the resources to figure out the right daycare preschool. Um, And so, you know, with our childcare search, we're bringing all that information into Winnie in a a way that's really searchable and accessible um, so that, you know, both parents can can do the research and and they can share that load and that work. And so, like, I think part of it is men are sort of locked out of the information networks that they need to do a lot of this sort of other labor around parenting. And, And we're trying to change that with Winnie and make it a tool that both moms and dads can use. That's really awesome. And, and you said you have about 25% men on the site, yeah? Yes. So we, we have a significant number of dads using Winnie, um, which is amazing. I, I don't think there's many parenting products out there that are 25% men, yeah. um, but we, we want to get it to 50% because you know that's what, that's what the world is. It's 50% dads, approximately. Um, And, and so, yeah, we think there's a big opportunity to build a product that's not just for moms. Um, And it, you know, it it really appeals to the moms that use Winnie as well, because they don't want to be the only ones that have access to this information. No, 
We don't. We don't. And I'm curious to hear if there is anything, maybe there is or not, just data that's coming out of the the dads that are on the site, like what you're noticing, where they're engaging, what they're interested in. Um, you know, what are the dads coming for? Is it, does it seem to be similar of what the moms are coming for? Or is, is there any flavor there? Um, well, we've noticed with the dads on Winnie that they're much more the sort of researchers. Um, they're less likely to engage in discussions, but more likely to be searching for information, especially about local places. They seem to be taking on more of the like planner role, like what should we do this weekend? Um, and And that's also sort of what we've observed in the usage of Winnie, which is cool. Um, we also ran a big survey of millennial parents using Winnie. Um, and we found that like this generation's, this generation of dads is, is really active. Um, they, they're taking a really active role in parenting. They want to be involved. Um, over half of them either had been the primary parent, um, or could see themselves doing the primary parenting role in the future. Um, so that was just cool to see that this, this generation of dads is really different. Yeah, that is. And what about moms? Um, you know, what kind of, what kind of data are you finding about, you know, kind of really what the moms really care about? And I know you do some, you know, there is some chatting that goes on. And before we got on, you told me you're also kind of testing some, having some experts, like doing some expert Q and A's well, but right now, and when I was browsing through, I saw a lot of just conversations going on, you know, mom's kind of in there, mom's and dad's in there talking about different subjects and recommending things. Um, what are you finding? One of my big takeaways just from building Winnie and seeing what people talk about is like all parents are different. Um, and it is like crazy what a sort of long tail of discussions we see on Winnie. Um, and it sort of led us to realize that personalization on Winnie is super important. Um, and it's the reason like Winnie can be a more successful platform than like, you know, your email list mother's group, um, because we can grow with you and, and, you know, every parent is different from each other. They're also different as their kids age. So Mm. when your kids are young, you may be really interested and have a lot of questions around breastfeeding. And then, you know, your kids get a little older and suddenly that's not uh, something you have questions about. And you have questions about potty training or sending your child to preschool. Um, And so like the, the biggest takeaway for me, just from seeing what parents discuss and engage with on Winnie is, is that, it's, it's just really important that we tailor the information and experience to each parent. Um, we do personalization today in our product to make sure that you're seeing stuff that's relevant to where you live and what age your kids are um, and what your interests are. Uh, and, and that's just like super critical for any parenting product. Wow. And what, where did the name Winnie come from? We liked it. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it's a, it's a, a friendly reference. Um, we also, we got the domain winnie.com, which is very important uh, when you're yes. trying to build a brand that you get the .com. Yes. Um, we also wanted it to be something that was kind of like gender neutral. Like it wasn't mom this or mom that. Um, it's not baby this. Like we want it to be a brand that can really grow up with you, uh, last throughout your parenting journey and also be for moms and dads. Mm. What has, um, what surprised you about bringing Winnie into the world? Um, 
So much. Uh, I mean, I think one thing that surprised me was I had this like hypothesis that parents would want to help and share information with other parents. I, I had a hope, yeah. <laughs> but I wasn't sure. Like it, it wasn't clear to me if people would review the places they went with their kids or if they would answer questions um, because parents are really busy and overwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and so yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't clear to me if, if we needed more incentives for people to share information on Winnie. And, and what I found was like that, no, we didn't. Um, parents really do want to help other parents. And I think it's, you know, what we see in terms of like the rates of engagement on Winnie versus like, you know, what I observed when I worked at Twitter and YouTube is like, we have a really high percentage of our users, our content contributors. Mm. Um, so they're answering questions or reviewing places they go with their kids. Mm. Um, and I think it's just out of this genuine desire to help other parents. Like you feel like you've kind of been through war and uh, if you make it past a certain phase or you figure out something like, and then someone asks a question about that, you want to help them. Or if you discover a great place to go with your kids, you want to share that place so other people can have good experiences. So I think that, uh, was just really nice to see that that parents really do genuinely want to help. Mm. What kind of um, what kind of requests or questions do you get from your community regularly? Like, what are the patterns of things that come in over and over again? Um, I think like there's all the sort of like kinds of topics that would be discussed on any parenting forum. So there's lots of questions about sleeping yeah. um, and working parents is a huge topic and, you know, how to educate and discipline your kids um, comes up all the time. But I think what's, you know, unique to Winnie is that we also get a lot of questions that are locally specific. Um, and it's surprising now how many of them get answers so quickly. Um, you would, you know, I, I see questions come in from like some small town, you know, asking for uh, where do I go for like swim lessons or karate or like something even more obscure. And then like they'll get answered. Um, and so that's just really awesome to see. And I think those are the kinds of questions that there's just no other place to go. There's no replacement. It would have taken, you know, weeks of research and calling every preschool in your neighborhood to figure out which one of open spaces. And now, now suddenly like you can get those answers really quickly. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So helpful. I know. And I'm, I'm uh, encouraging getting some mindfulness, something on there. Have you yes. seen anything, any kind of questions on mindfulness or um, any of those kinds of, do people, are people like sharing about themselves or is it more content? Um, or do you find that people are like wanting kind of more emotional support or, um, anything like that. Yeah. But people share really personal things about themselves. We also, so we allow you to use a pseudonym. We also allow you to post anonymously so you can post a single question anonymously. And it's really crazy how, how open people are on winning. Mm. And I think it's because like on all these other platforms, you know, you have to show this like Instagram worthy version of yourself. Yeah. Um, and your kids. And so like, you're afraid to ask even basic questions like, you know, should my three-year-old be speaking in these kinds of sentences or should they be able to pronounce this? Like, because you're just worried that it may give the wrong impression of your kid and, and you want to 
sort of put the best version of your kid out on every other social media platform. So it's nice to have a platform where you can be authentic and you're mm-hmm. going to get support. And we see people sort of ask things that are very personal um, and, and real. Uh, so it's nice that they have that outlet now. Mm. And bringing it back just to the organization, um, I'm curious, what's it like having, is, is this the first, this is obviously the first woman-led organization that you've been involved in because you were at big companies prior. Yes. What has that been like? Because this is new, right? Relatively new. I feel like women have, um, my sense, I don't know, I have no data on this, but I get this sense that women are really taking on a big role in online businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, I think men are too, but I do see a lot of women in there. But I think it's somewhat new, you know, newer for there to be just women-led startups, women-led organizations. So I'm just curious what, how that's been and what kind of conversations that you're having about that out in the, the business world. Yeah. My, my co-founder actually wrote a nice article on this um, because we're not only a women-led company, we're also a majority female engineering team. Um, and the majority of Winnie uh, is engineers. Um, and I think that's really wow, unique um, and also really nice. Like I think we just have this environment that's really um, low ego uh, and little drama. And like that just also helps us focus and get stuff done. I've worked in organizations where you just spend a lot of time like on politics and stuff that doesn't actually help drive the business forward. Um, and especially as a startup, it's important that you don't waste your time with that. So, uh, I, I kind of partially credit that to having a lot of women in our organization. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I think it's also our culture attracts people that, that are, are good people. Mm. And what about out in the, in the, you know, the business world, do you get a lot of questions about that? Are people curious? Are you kind of guys kind of run under the radar right now? Um, I mean, I think there's, uh, a lot more interest now than there's been in the past in creating, especially family friendly work environments. Like you Mm -hmm. even see big companies that, uh, used to take no interest in it, sort of realizing that, they can attract and retain better talent if they build an environment that's friendly to parents and women um, and diverse. And so I think there's more interest now um, in creating that and like talking to companies that have built family-friendly organizations. Um, but I, I still don't think it's, it's like as mainstream as it needs to be. And, and certainly like most companies have a ways to go. Yeah, I think so too. But I'm really feeling really grateful for you guys because, you know, having that, having those examples and, you know, you guys will get out and you'll be speaking on panels and you'll be out in the business world. And, um, you know, it's important to see it. You know, I can remember uh, working at Twitter and there was a, a amazing women leader. I was doing some coaching work there and, um, and she left because she just didn't feel like she saw enough of herself you know, above her. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that really struck me, you know, it really struck me. You know, I think we look to see above us, you know, whether it's someone of our gender or our sexuality or our color, you know, whatever it might be, um, above us. And if we don't see that, I think it can be really hard to, to want to reach for that where you are or to be motivated. 
I totally agree. Yeah. 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 So it's, I'm really grateful that you guys are doing what you're doing. Yeah. This has been really helpful. Thank you so much, Sarah. Anything I didn't ask that you feel is really important to share about what you're doing there or about Winnie? Give us the website. The website is Winnie.com, W-I-N-N-I-E, right? And if you search for Winnie in Google, we'll be the first result. We're beating Winnie the Pooh. So (laughs) That's awesome. Just search. (laughs) So it's spelled like Winnie the Pooh and just Google search it. You'll find it. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. So great. And I'll make sure I put the website also in the, in the show notes and, um, you know, may you continue to grow and we'll keep in touch and, you know, love to, to share our community with you. So thanks for being here. Thank you. All right. And we'll say goodbye to Sarah and say goodbye to all of you. May you meet this moment fully. May you meet this moment with kindness towards yourself and others. Thanks for listening to Mindful Parenting in a Messy World. Michelle's new book, Mindful Parenting in a Messy World, Living with Presence and Parenting with Purpose, is now available at Amazon and at mindfulparentingbook.com. Get your copy today.